0: is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. The dog days of summer are here, which means it's prime barbecue season. The grills are kicking, and as we get in those last days of summer, you really gotta make sure you have what you need. But it also means that the American Royal is right around the corner. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for everything that you need for the American Royal. I know that I will. This year at the American Royal, we'll be doing our first live Pitmaster Podcast broadcast from Kansas Speedway with the great folks of the Kansas City Barbecue Store. We hope to have a lot of teams come by and say hi, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun. So as a listener of the Old Virginia Smoke Pitmaster Podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this American Royal Season by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, and for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, and Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, Pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke and host of this show, and I am very excited about today's guest. This has been a conversation a long time in coming. And I'd like all of you to help uh, join me in welcoming Mr. Kelly. Works from four legs up. How are you, sir?
1: Good, great. How are you do- doing, Luke?
0: I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I uh, I always like to like to tell a story usually in the beginning about about meetings when we met for the first time and uh oh. I know that we met at the Royal a couple of times, but the first time we really spent any time together, I think was, or the most time together was barbecue fight club during the beginning of the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, you know, we, I've met you. We've known each other for years. Yeah. And, You know, it's been kind of a more in passing thing, as much as anything. But still, um, great people to go meet. Uh, But yeah, the Fight Club. We finally got a chance to uh, actually sit down together and visit and meet the rest of your your lovely bride. And we won't tell any more stories about that either that day.
0: You're referring to my infamous uh, alcohol abuse, (laughs) I believe. Yeah.
1: That's one I'll never live down. (laughs) I wasn't a part of it then. So, you know, um, but yeah, that was, and the barbecue fight club was an interesting deal. Um, I think we were all pretty excited about the, concept, and the idea, and how that was going to take off, and poof.
0: (laughs) That's a great way to describe it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's kind of like my cooking some days, too, is poof. Just so I might even go to awards, because there wasn't nothing there. That's right.
0: (laughs) But we did have a good time. Yep, uh, yep. That's the best thing about it. So we're getting ready um, here in about a wow! It's a it's a month away to my favorite contest, and I'm, I know it's one of your favorite contests, the American Royal. Yep, um, and uh, I'm real excited to see you out there, and you always do really well out there.
1: It's been been kind of hit and miss the last couple. I think last year we didn't get much anything um there for a while we were running pretty good again um yeah it the Royals been kind of hit and miss for us here in the last 10 years or so uh it's done us very well and you know like everybody else we've gone and um never come got off the grass to go anywhere either so <laughs> uh, but we still look forward to going uh, it's a great contest uh, great to go see everybody. That's, you know, I guess probably a lot of it. Um, you get to see everybody like you from the east, from out that way, and uh, everybody from the west coast, and everybody from in between, and uh, never enough time to actually sit down and visit, but hey, we get to see everybody. Yeah, I, I
0: tell people all the time it's like being in a barbecue snow globe. You're just <laughs> <laughs> you're there and everybody else is there and you're just all there. <laughs>
1: yep. Ninety mile an hour.
0: Yeah, it's it is ninety miles an hour. I, I usually put together a calendar or a timeline for our team and I mean there's more stuff on there that's social events than cooking (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm trying to dial that back a little bit this year i think
1: yeah as as the uh number of times we go gets keeps increasing um the less active we are every year i believe we're down to the point now where you know we used to do all the all the side dishes and desserts and cut out all the side dishes several years ago. And, um, I think last year, I'm not even sure we did dessert. I don't think we even did dessert last year.
0: My team is fully committed to doing dessert this year, but that's the only one that I'm letting them do. I'm not messing with any of the rest of it.
1: (laughs) Do, Do you know which dessert they're doing yet? that I don't know the secret weapon.
0: And I'll be honest with you. I don't care. I'm staying out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they, they asked, but somebody my... else
1: in charge of it and let them run with it. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, they asked for my opinion and, and yesterday I got asked, what do you think about a, a pumpkin cranberry cheesecake? And I said, absolutely not. Um, both of those flavors are polarizing. <laughs> it's just not going to work. So, yep. And they're like, everybody likes those flavors. I was like, I hate cranberry.
1: I don't like it. So, no, everybody doesn't like it. So, <laughs> right, right. And pumpkin pie, spice, whatever it is, should only go on pumpkin pie.
0: I agree 100%. What advice would you give to somebody going out to cook the royal for the
1: first time? Go and have fun. Cook your game. Come yep. with a plan. Cook your game. Don't worry about it. Um, because there's going to be tables there that uh, will kill anybody. You, me, Darren, whoever it happens to hit. Yep. Uh, nothing you can do about it. So, you know, if you catch all the right tables, you're in good shape. If not... Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so just go have fun and kick your game and run around and see everybody in the snow globe. In the snow globe. That's in, I think,
0: man, you might've been one of the first people that told me that. Cause I, I remember my first Royal and how much pressure I put on myself and, you know, and forgot all kinds of little details and stuff. And, you know, got real upset that I didn't do well and I remember talking to a few people afterwards and they're like did you have fun? And I was like yeah I did but you know and then I reflected upon it and I was like you know it's right and we got to go to the Jack last year for the first time and I just absolutely enjoyed every aspect of it and you know we didn't get any calls and I didn't care Yep. it it was just a blast
1: Yep. (laughs) And that's the same thing I tell people going to Jack, you know, cook your game, cook what got you there, you know, take, take the cooking side serious, but you got to have fun while you're doing it. And right. this whole barbecue game we're doing is, if you're not having fun at it, whether that be the cooking side or the people side or whatever it is, it's not worth doing. Right. 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 I agree. I agree. You'll you can worry yourself to death on how you're cooking so fast that you're you're worrying yourself to death and you're not getting anywhere and mama's not happy because you're not happy and <laughs> no fun at all.
0: And nobody so, wants nobody wants an unhappy mama. I can tell that's you. That's right.
1: <laughs> and nobody wants to be around me when I'm unhappy like that either, so yeah she gets she gives me until I get home to get over it <laughs> yeah, and usually that's four or five hours, some days it's longer, and I' have got a few that are a little closer, but so yeah, by the time I get home, I gotta be over it, and I most normally am so
0: now one of the things that impresses me the most about you is that you strike me as a very confident cook. Uh, and and I say that because, you know, you have a very distinct look. You have, you know, your swagger that you have. and But you're always really calm and collected. Where does that confidence come from? Is it because you've been doing this for a long time? Pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've done... Uh, this would be 20 years 19 years next year will be 20 years since we started um, Wow that's the other day how many contests we got I don't know <laughs> 700 something like that probably um, that's incredible man you know there were there was a time when pork might have ended up on the uh, trailer wall or the tent wall whichever we had at the time and um, risk didn't get turned in a time or two and those things. And then, you know, that kind of comes back to it that, you know, it is what it is when you cook it, you do what you can to save it if you need to. Um, But there's, you know, to a point, there's not a lot you can do about it. So quit worrying about it, turn it in. And the barbecue gods will do what the barbecue gods do. <laughs> right? They'll either they'll
0: either treat it well or treat it not so well. <laughs> yep. And at the end of the day, I and I have to remind myself of this about this is that it's just you have to tell yourself this. This listen, this is just a barbecue contest. This is not not the end of the world if it That's doesn't right. go your way today.
1: <laughs> yep. And it you know it still happens to us and. Um, I'm a little unhappy after a couple of weeks ago and I thought we had really good ribs and they were really good, but they didn't think so. And, you know, Oh, well, we get over it and go on. Yeah. That's that it still does not mean that you don't worry about it. You don't think about it. You don't go back and say, now, is there. And I think that's what a lot of people need you know, if you're kind of getting started in this Mm -hmm. on your way home from a contest or during the week, start thinking about what it is you turned in. Because a lot of times on the way home, I'll think, well, you know, maybe it didn't taste quite like I thought it did in the heat of the moment. Uh, Or you go back and look at the pictures and you're wondering what in the heck did I turn that in for? (laughs) Or, you know, there. You, it's amazing if you realistically think about it and look at it in your mind, what you come up with later. And yeah, there isn't. You know? they just didn't like my ribs the other day, and there, there wasn't anything I could, I would have done different for them. Right. So, okay, but that is.
0: But, yeah move on that is great advice though you know in terms of really being honest with yourself and what you turned in yes and I, I think that that is a skill that's acquired over time and I think right now we're running into a lot of cooks that they get to that part <laughs> and yep. then they just get frustrated and they stop doing it all together
1: yeah And um, judges' tastes change throughout the year. And I know cooks that are really, really good at adapting and some that aren't. I'm not that good at adapting. So when that change hits, you know, I struggle trying to catch something back. Um, yeah, and that's the way it is. So you, you, that's when you start finding friends in the barbecue community that you can trust, that you can visit with. Again, you know, they may not tell you everything they're doing, but, you know, kind of find out maybe what their flavors are and if they're working. And maybe they change something that they might tell you that's helping, going to help you, too.
0: Ain't that the truth. It's really good to have those resources and be able to, if you're stuck, yeah. you know, be, be able to who's, this is one of my favorite questions. So who does Kelly words call when he's stuck on a meet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody I can think of. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I talked to Joe last week. A uh, pair slaps. Uh, Went down and had a, we had a little visit Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And just other, you know, Joe, Brad, I'll ask anybody anything. (laughs) Um, You know, and sometimes it's as much of a thing as you got to kind of talk yourself through it. And then you suddenly realize that maybe you're not doing something you should be doing. Right. Um, It's kind of like we used, we've done, we'll do a class, what we call a 301 class or kind of more of a, a beginner barbecue, KCBS barbecue contest class where we bring meat and everybody brings cookers and we cook, we bring judges in and, Um the I think the action then we'll all the cooks get to cook and then we actually go through the judging process. Mm -hmm. I think the judges actually get as much out of it because they have to voice what they're thinking. And when you have to start doing that, instead of just thinking about it and writing a number down, you know, maybe in our case thinking about it and actually fixing that to what we think turns into something maybe totally different when you actually have to voice it and get it out that way. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've done a few of those uh, like little practice cooks here at the house before and like forcing, forcing judges to talk about what you gave them. Yeah, is and and I think it's a great exercise, but I think it's also like I I give them a pep talk at the beginning, like be mean to me. Don't just tell me this is nice because you're at my house or that you're the food's right. great. Right. Like it's... I want you to tear this apart, and <laughs> and but it is helpful, and I think you I think you're right. It's very helpful for them as well. I think it sharpens their skills a little bit too. Yeah,
1: that that kind of brings back, well, as you used to tell everybody, don't don't trust your friend's opinion on what your barbecue is, because they're getting it for free. Right. And they want to, when they have to start paying for it, or you're going to make, invite them over to come judge, then yeah, that's, that's uh, we're going to have to have a little taco. Yeah. <laughs> free barbecue so, is always good barbecue, right? That's
0: right. Well. <laughs> Not usual, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so on these podcasts, we always like to talk about, you know, all the great stuff that we've done and all of our successes. I like to talk about failures and what we, what we learn from our failures. Do you have a favorite failure of yours at a contest that really taught you something moving forward?
1: Oh, Probably, but I'm not thinking of it right now. <laughs> I still remember my favorite one.
0: And it wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good situation. And uh, that's when I learned that maybe you shouldn't have so much to drink on Friday night.
1: <laughs> you, well, you it. I remember. <laughs> you know, you always hear, don't try new stuff at a contest. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I would, uh, use a different sauce in my chicken one day. And you, you know, you can probably figure out where this is going, but, <laughs> um, sauce the chicken, put it back in the grill, open the grill up about three minutes later. And that was just black. That sauce did not work on that chicken. That was my, uh, my aha moment of why we've always told everybody that. So no, don't do that your own yourself either. <laughs> you may think you're good enough to uh, be able to do that on your own, but no, it doesn't always work out.
0: <laughs> this is a pretty funny conversation because you mentioned Joe earlier. I just got off the phone with Joe about uh, a certain problem meet I was having that I'm going to do something different in a contest this weekend. <laughs> oh, you just gave me the biggest moment of pause.
1: <laughs> uh, but do we really want to do that or not? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, and there again. <laughs> a lot of times we can get away with that. Sometimes it doesn't work. But... Yeah. You've cooked enough contests, and a lot of this, you pretty well know. Yeah, it's not going to be anything drastic. Yeah, don't don't do anything drastic, drastic. But you also know that, yeah, I can get this is going to work okay.
0: It'll be interesting. So now, now you got to keep tabs on me this weekend, see how. Yeah, we'll have to find out. (laughs) Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. Barbecuedata.com is your one stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data, historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, Pit Pod. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. So what's been the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you?
1: Probably the the quality of the meat that we're doing nowadays. It's crazy, isn't it? We started... Say, yeah, almost 20 years ago, we'd load up and go by Walmart, went to Walmart on Thursday night, Friday morning, it was usually Friday, and buy pretty much all your meat. And there wasn't St. Louis cut ribs at that point, so we had to cut everything, cut all of our ribs down. In fact... Uh Contest we went to, we didn't know that there was such a thing as a St. Louis cut rib. (laughs) It is possible to get six full spare ribs in a box. Oh, wow. I still don't know how we did it, but we did. (laughs) And we weren't even last. I don't even remember where we were, but... Six full spares. Yep. That's awesome. (laughs) But just, you know, and the quality of the meat, the, what, you know, whether you, that's good, bad, or indifferent, you know, we spend a lot of money on it. But um, there's some really good stuff out there um, that has, you know, not only gone on and helped us be better cooks because now we have to cook better product. We're watching a lot closer, Um, but I think that also translated over into what a lot of the stuff we used to do at the restaurant, uh, catering, and that kind of thing as well, too. Um, And that's a lot of the stuff we used to do with tests is kind of try to take that, what we've learned at a barbecue contest, and transfer that over into cooking in the restaurant, cooking for catering, that kind mm-hmm. of no, it wasn't weird that we were wrapping everything in foil and all that, but trying to get it as close as we could with the economy of scale that we had. That's a huge point in
0: how and it's something I think about a lot is how do we take how do we take the stuff that we've learned through competition apply it to our businesses, but also teach people how to make better barbecue in their backyard. I think that's, I think that's something that that could be good for barbecue as a
1: whole moving forward. Right. Um, Kind of want, yeah. I'm, I'm on uh, no mustard kick. So, you know, just say no to mustard.
0: (laughs) You mean like smearing it on there as a binder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the uh, seasoning can already bind by itself. So. Oh, you're 100% correct. That's my. uh,
0: Say no to mustard. If you want to take
1: that back down to the basics, I want to make a video someday of just say no. Just say no to mustard. Um. What are some of the rest of them? Just say no to fat up, fat down. I don't care. Just cook it. It doesn't matter. Some of, the, some of those kind of things.
0: But, Kelly, doesn't the fat render down into the meat? Well, the fat renders, but it's not going into meat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just say no. I yep. love this. Oh my gosh, just say no to mustard. That'll be the title of this podcast, just say no to mustard. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about equipment a little bit. What, what was some of the most worthwhile investments that you've made in competition barbecue?
1: The most worthwhile investment is a trailer. It's a huge
0: advantage isn't it
1: yes get in get out of uh, out of the wind out of the weather um, I still enjoy taking the Jambo out and cooking out of the tent every once in a while uh, just to kind of remind yourself of why the trailer is really nice <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be
0: the perfect situation though.
1: Yep, exactly. We're we're checking, they're checking uh, the wind, the rain, and everything else before. Yep, we can do that.
0: <laughs> we're doing it this weekend. Cool. We, yeah, we're going up to Lake Placid, New York, and it's going to be on Sunday when turn is. It's going to be a high of sixty five. Oh,
1: that's going to be nice.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to. That nice cool morning, lighting that fire, and you know, wearing a wearing a sweatshirt to cook in. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am really. Yeah.
1: Watch that blue smoke rise. There's no
0: better morning than that.
1: Yep. (laughs) But I'm sure
0: Kim will remind me five times that she wishes the trailer was there. So.
1: Yeah, when you're trying to do boxes and the boxes are blowing away because the winds blowing and blowing parsley all over the place or kale or whatever you're using, and yeah, the yeah, and we used to run the trailer with that air conditioner out here when it was 110, 115, and I guess we didn't know any better.
0: <laughs> was
1: that just yeah. to keep the meat warm? In theory? Uh, Well, when we first started running trailer, you couldn't... Most places didn't have electricity. They had electrical, but it wasn't... Wasn't enough. Enough, or good enough, or not, not enough supply. Dependable, that's what I was looking for. So... You just you didn't even worry about an air conditioner anyway, so you just open up the side doors of the trailer and get some breeze blowing through and didn't do that. <laughs> so that's an expensive thing to
0: purchase. Do you have a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that has really changed your barbecue game?
1: hundred dollars or less. A good knife. That is so important. But it doesn't have to be a three hundred dollar knife either. The Bonin knives I use are thirty bucks from the butcher supply shop here in Wichita. My slicer knives are 35 bucks, serrated edges from restaurant supply, the Dexter Russell. Oh, yeah, whatever restaurant supply I've got my good old forchner um brisket slicer, and you know those are forty fifty bucks. I don't know what they are anymore. I haven't bought one for a while, so
0: can't tell you how happy it makes me to know that you don't use an electric
1: knife, yes, no, no, no electric knife. <laughs> That is I just, I never could see that, I guess. So I tried a couple years and years and years ago and they didn't last. So I just gave up on them. There's
0: nothing more dependable than just a good old fashioned knife. That's the yep. way I, I look at it.
1: <laughs> You're not worried about the plug in or the battery or, well, those blades didn't fit. Right. So, yeah, that's, you know, a lot of this stuff that we do, you don't need expensive, the top of the line equipment because we're out there beating it up all the time and dragging it around and dropping it on the concrete and everything else. So,
0: (laughs) Oh, you just described all of competition barbecue in one sentence. (laughs) Yep. We are hard on things. and We are hard
1: on things people were like uh As man, Alton he's... brown says there should only be one multi one non multitasker around <laughs> and that's the fire extinguisher absolutely
0: that's funny i i people complain all the time about their probes from their thermometers going bad with the wires and stuff and i'm like guys we we take those wires we jam them in we slam them in doors and Put them in yeah. the harshest environment that you can create. <laughs> they're, not, Boil- they're not going to last.
1: Yeah. Boiling hot syrup. Right. <laughs> what do you think the ends of them are going to do? <laughs> if you don't like paying that for them, quit using them. Right. So, so- yeah. I, I have finally got down to the point where I don't run thermometers in near as much as what I used to. Brisket too. Yep. I still do, but the rest of it, nah. Just check it every once in a while.
0: That way you always know where you are. Yep. I I still like to use them all. I like to know when I'm in the ballpark so I can yep. start. And I just, I know my brain and I know that I get distracted pretty easily, so. Squirrel. (laughs) So this is, this will be a fun question for you because you've been, again, you know, 20 years, 700 contests. When you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that
1: comes to mind? actually probably some of the guys that a lot of don't know anymore um, Donnie Teal Buffalo's Barbecue um, Bart Clark Twin Oak Smoking Crew oh wow yeah that was those were the guys we looked up to when we started
0: mm Mm-hmm.
1: you know and because we'd show up to a contest and you'd see Bart and Donnie there and you'd think, oh, crap, we don't have a chance. <laughs> so then you thought it was kind of neat when you finally, somebody said, well, crap, we don't have a chance now that you showed up. So. <laughs> shoes
0: so shoes was kinda, on
1: the other foot. <laughs> yeah, the was on the other foot felt pretty good, too. But, you know, there's a lot of successful people. Um, Jeff Staney. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there again, a lot of people don't realize he was um, one of the better cooks on the circuit back in the 90s. Before he started uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um I hope to
0: have him on this on this podcast. Hopefully, the week of the royal.
1: Yeah, there you go. He's. I don't think he's cooking the royal this year though. No, he's not. So, because uh, Tim's got his spot. So I'm down over there in the corner.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. That's real close to me.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's just one of those. You know. I was going kind to of just watch Tim's corner from a distance. Oh,
0: I don't mind that corner like Thursday night. That's fine. Yeah. But it is, it is awfully close. And then, uh, <laughs> yep. So do you, I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm pretty excited to ask it. Do you have, are you a super superstitious person? Do you have any, habits or rituals or routines that you have to do during competition
1: no no I do a lot of the same thing I I don't really not because the, I have yeah you know I don't have any trolls that I have to talk to or <laughs> any special shirts that I wear every contest yeah i have a Saturday shirt until it wears out and then I get another one. It's not just because that's the one I picked for that year. Nothing special about it. Um, but no, nothing. Wow. I was really hoping for something weird. <laughs> no, no, uh, no special uh, tobacco chew can or anything like that. I quit chewing, so. Oh wow, Nothing there, you know, I guess about the only thing is shots at ten thirty.,
0: well, that's an important thing,
1: yeah, you know, and it's <laughs> I always tell everybody it's not about the booze, it's about the camaraderie, right right, yeah <laughs> but I will shame you if I can exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have do you listen to music while you cook? yeah. What are you you rocking out to?
1: Good old old 70s rock and roll, some 38 special. Nice. Um, Just good old rock and roll. Classic vinyl.
0: (laughs) So what do you see happening in barbecue in the next five years?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it? Because I'm not really sure what's going to happen.
0: And it's not a question that I normally ask, but I think we're seeing a lot of change right now, and yep. it's going to be interesting to see where we go. Yeah.
1: the 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 price of what we do is has increased. You know that goes back to the quality of the meat thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, I don't want to get into that whether we should or shouldn't I guess anyway but right you know but that's also coupled with the economy that we're dealing with at the right right now um other things that are going on with fuel price and this and that it's I think it's just kind of a catch 22 that we're in right now that what are we going to do about it and I'm not exactly sure what we can do about it right i haven't yeah you know, we we visit here and there and i'm not i keeping things where they're where they are i don't see much change in where it's headed
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know I've done a few of these single meat contests, and now they're always been in conjunction with another with the bigger contest, but I enjoy them uh, i I'd much rather cook ribs on a Friday night than a steak. you know that's it's another rib rib cook. it's another rib practice for me. And I, I love cooking rips so I, I, I do like that, and I think if we see more changes like that, that... And it's all about, like you said, it's all about increasing the accessibility of it. Yeah. And making it so that people can participate, but maybe not break the bank doing it. Right.
1: That's kind of where I was hoping all this one meat thing would go, but... It, it just kind of ended up being a, an extra rib cook off at a contest. Yeah. Um, I see on the schedule there's a couple of totally separate contests that are just one meat pork one somewhere, and then you know I think they're doing a couple others, which is kind of where I was hoping some of that would go. Mm -hmm. with some ribs and chicken on a Friday night standalone contest or something like that. But that has yet to come fulfillment.
0: Yeah. I've thought about, you know, doing something around here, doing a just Saturday afternoon at a brewery or something. And yeah, see if you can get 25 teams to come in and make ribs and no trailers. Yep. Yep. You know, just you come in, you set up, and you cook ribs, and yep. make it so people can come and watch. I think that's yeah. a big. That's something we have to tackle: is how yep. does the public
1: interface with what we do? Which KCBS has never been set up for, but you are correct. That's one one of the things that needs to happen. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Like you say, um, do it at a brewery and no trailers you're in a 10 by 10 tent, and this is your spot. If you're doing ribs, that's all you need. Anyway.
0: Yep. People can come by, watch. Yep. And just, I think, I think once we can get some of that figured out and get the excitement back going, I think it'll be good. So. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> I'm excited about our friend, Rod. I am
1: good. excited to see where he goes. So. That it's it all will be interesting to see where it's all going to go here now. <laughs> see, and now you've now you've helped me create a new
0: question that I get to ask everybody.
1: <laughs> there you go. Sound good for something, man? Yeah, you are, you are.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I'm really excited
0: to see you uh, here in a couple of weeks. And but we do have the rapid fire questions, so. We got to get through these. I think you're going to. All right. Them. <laughs> what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you?
1: Well, and you don't know the answer to that yet.
0: <laughs>
1: Mustard. Mustard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I teed that one up pretty good. Do you have a, a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? Uh, no, not really. No. I really think you have some sort of weird ritual that you're not telling
1: me, but maybe not. I'm just going to create one for you though. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah, Just go ahead and tell everybody one, anyway. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Barbecue rub. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Last one. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere, with anything on it, getting a message out to millions of people, what would it say and why? <laughs>
1: it's my favorite question, Kelly. Your favorite question. I love this. Is question. This, this is kind of like a job interview. It can be, be sometimes. Where you, where you learned all these. <laughs> so it's it would probably have to be uh, something about. Kelly's barbecue seasoning and the K4L drum cover.
0: I knew that that's what it was going to be. You guys, you and Darren, same thing. Darren was like, eat more smoky D's. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that makes sense, you know? Yep. Do what you got to do. Absolutely. So, four legs up, Kelly Wertz. You guys can find him on Facebook, online. Uh, tell us about your new cooker that you have coming out, or that you, that's come
1: out. That's uh, yeah, we just actually started shipping those a uh, couple weeks ago. Um, we finally got a drum cooker down at a price point where you can purchase several of them uh, in that four ninety nine, five ninety nine price range. Um, I've been cooking on ribs on them on one of the prototypes since last year uh actually been cooking on all of them here this year for the last month or so uh, been doing well with them um but yeah just you know we're trying to get a drum cooker in a price point where the backyard guys didn't have to build their own and then wonder why they weren't working right uh, um you know, and for a backyard guy to go into a barbecue contest or even a backyard contest, they can afford to get a couple of these. Yeah. Still cooking on a drum. That's cool. So um, that, that was of... our goal, and we've got that done and getting a bunch of them out there.
0: Sweet, man. I'm looking forward to checking it out out in Kansas City. Yep. We'll have them there. <laughs> All right, my friend. Is Any sponsors or anybody you'd like to highlight before we Uh,
1: None that I can think of besides me, myself, and I.
0: (laughs) Well, Kelly, I want to thank you for being on. This was a great conversation. Well, you bet. All right, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, sounds good, Luke. All right. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC, all rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Old Virginia, old Virginia